0: Well, good morning, church. It is so good to be with you this morning to worship the Lord and now to hear from God's word, Moms. Happy Mother's Day. We are so, 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 very thankful for you and all that God does in giving us grace through you. And uh, it is a joy and a privilege to be able to open God's word with you this morning. And uh, what we're going to be doing this morning, I think, would be mostly categorized as an exhortation. Uh, Moms, I hope you got maybe some cards this morning, and there are some hallmark exhortations, and those are good, Um, but we also have God's word exhortation, and so I hope that the encouragement we see this morning is what's founded upon the truth that God has given to us. My goal this morning is really quite simple. I hope to encourage you moms, encourage you to joyfully and faithfully spend yourselves for the glory of God and for the joy of others, especially your children. I spent some time this week thinking about my mom, and uh, I love my mom so, so very much and it was a great week of just reflecting on uh, all of God's kindness that he's shown me through my mom and the way that she's loved me and cared for me now these grand 26 years and uh, at first as I began to reflect on mom I was thinking mostly of uh, some bigger events in life the big events that mom was there for I remember my first day of school uh, I'm about five feet now so I was like three and a half feet then And so my backpack, of course, touched the back of my knees and I remember standing in front of the school bus and mom took my picture and that was embarrassing and then I got on the school bus and mom was on the school bus too and no one else's mom was there and that didn't seem quite right. Uh, I remember my high school graduation and getting done with the ceremony and going out and Uh, hugging my mom and thanking my mom and uh, not really even having a clue what I meant when I was saying thank you for all of the love and sacrifice she poured out. Uh, I remember our wedding day, uh, being able to walk my mom down to her seat and uh, then seeing her as I was weeping and wailing as I was getting married and uh, just being so, so thankful that she could share those kinds of memories. And, uh, you know, the more I thought about it, the more the ordinary memories started to come to my mind as well. Uh, I remember my superhero cookbook when I would get home from school in elementary school. uh, I'd go to the drawer and pull out my superhero cookbook and it was time for our after-school snack that mom would always help us make. Uh, I remember uh, the tears that my mom shed sometimes behind the bathroom door as she was just uh, maybe overwhelmed or burdened with things that moms can get overwhelmed and burdened with. Uh, I remember when she broke a wooden spoon over my behind. (laughs) I tried to get rid of that memory, but it just keeps coming back. Uh, I remember driving to worship on Sunday mornings and uh, mom driving in the front seat and my brother and I in the back seat being perfect little angels as kids always are on their way to worship on Sundays. Uh, I remember her faithfully picking me up from school and uh, dropping me off and having those really, really important conversations. Son, how was your day today? Good. What'd you learn? I don't know. (laughs) Okay, very good. My mom even now uh, faithfully comes to visit just about every three months so that she can continue to be around us, support us, and spend time with her grandkids. And it's just those regular, ordinary moments that uh, I'm really, really thankful for. Uh, Being a mom is filled with opportunities that are great and opportunities that are small and seemingly mundane. Uh, Some of the opportunities that you have in being a mom are once in a lifetime grand opportunities and others of them are ongoing and daily. I am so thankful to God for my mom's faithfulness in the midst of each of those opportunities. Uh, Mother's Day is a really interesting Sunday to be able to preach and I was really thankful when Pastor Doug asked me and so I went back and thought well what did Pastor Doug preach about last Mother's Day and uh, he preached about JL driving a stake through Cicero's Temple (laughs) and I thought I probably couldn't get away with doing that this year. Uh, There's just a lot to consider When you're preaching on Mother's Day Here's the reality Uh, As some of you have come into the room this morning uh, You come in with lovely thoughts about mom And you've had only a great morning thinking about mom And calling mom and talking to mom Maybe seeing mom this morning And Mother's Day is a time of great, great joy Uh, Others of you may come in carrying significant burdens When you consider mom Um, Moms, you may come in here carrying significant burdens When you consider what your role is in being mom Uh, Some in the room may want to be moms, but for whatever reason in God's sovereignty, he has decided up till now that uh, that is not what he has for you. Some may be in a sweet, sweet spot of momming right now and just loving every second of it. Uh, Others may be completely overwhelmed completely exhausted, overtired, and run down. What I wanna to say to you this morning is that wherever you find yourself, moms, wherever you're at this morning, know that God has a special grace for whatever situation you came into this room with this morning. Uh, God sees where you're at in being a mom or desiring to be a mom. God knows where you're at. God cares where you're at and know That Almighty God is specifically and intimately at work in each of your lives, in each of those situations that you find yourself in. Uh, Then there are other things to consider, like the fact that there are hundreds in this room who will never be moms by virtue of being a male. And so, you may have moms. In fact, you do, I know. Uh, But... You may also have a wife who is the mother of your children. And so how do you stand up in front of the church with 52 weeks in the year to exhort and encourage the entire church body and uh, have that be something that's exhorting and encouraging to all of us? And I believe by God's grace and the power of his spirit working through his word this morning that what we're gonna see here in the scriptures will be an encouragement to all of us. So if you have your Bibles, uh, please grab them and open up to Galatians chapter six. Galatians chapter six, and that's on page 975 in the Bibles if you grabbed one from in front of you. And as we open God's word, uh, let's just briefly ask the Lord to help us. Uh, Lord Jesus, uh, this morning we are here because we love you. We're here this morning because we want to adore you. We're here this morning because we want to hear from you. And so as we come to your word now, we pray for your help. God, we, uh, we really, really need you to speak to us this morning, and we ask that you would encourage us that as we're done this morning, we would leave here knowing you and loving you and trusting you and enjoying you more. For Christ's sake, amen. Galatians chapter 6 it is the last chapter of the book of Galatians and so to kind of give us a running start uh what's a quick context how did we get to Galatians chapter 6 uh, Galatians chapter 6 the book of Galatians itself is a book about the good news the gospel of Jesus Christ it's a book about knowing the gospel it's a book about remaining steadfast in the gospel it's a book about applying the gospel What the book of Galatians does is it proclaims that righteousness comes by faith in Christ, not by works of the law. It speaks of the indwelling ministry of the Holy Spirit of God who enables us to live our lives by walking in the Spirit, putting to death the deeds of the flesh and walking according to the Spirit only something that we can do by God's grace and the power of the spirit working in us and through us and so perhaps moms, what you need to hear this morning is that uh, your righteousness is not based on how good of a mom you are and maybe you need to hear this morning that the only thing that gives you grace and power and ability to faithfully love, serve and care for your kids is the Holy Spirit of God working in you and through you. We get to the end of the letter and here in Galatians 6, 9, this is really the final command that Paul gives to the church in Galatia and ultimately that God gives to us as we read his word and this is what Galatians 6, 9 says. And let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Here at the end of the letter, Paul exhorts his reader, and so God exhorts us, don't grow weary in doing good. Don't give up, persevere, keep going, keep doing what you're doing, stand firm, be steadfast, endure. John Piper has a helpful comment. He says, probably the worst enemy of enthusiasm is time. Human beings have a remarkable and sad capacity for getting tired of wonderful things. Almost every one of you can think of something you were enthusiastic about recently, but now the joy has faded. Your first day of vacation on the coast, the sunset was breathtaking and made you so happy you could sing. But by the end of your stay, you hardly noticed it anymore. Vacationers get tired of sunsets, millionaires get tired of money, children get tired of toys, and Christians get tired of doing good. At first, the excitement of having a new baby was strong, but now you've grown weary in well-doing. The thrill is gone. At first, you felt strong in the Lord as you changed diapers, made meals, dropped them off and picked them up from activities, as you cared for your children when they got sick, as you went through a bedtime routine that fed their bodies and their souls, and now you've grown weary in doing good. The inner power and joy have seeped away It's a chore, you've lost heart. Uh, Moms, parents, people, we just get tired sometimes, don't we? We can grow weary in doing good. It's like, how long do I have to continue in this? How long do I have to persevere? Or is the thing that I'm doing, or are the things that I'm working at and striving at, are they actually doing anything? Is it affecting any kind of change? It seems like I keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, and when will it ever be different? I have to do it for the rest of today, and can I get up and do it again tomorrow? God's word tells us that all we have is today. And today has enough trouble of its own that tomorrow has its own concerns, but God's word also tells us that his grace and his mercy are new every single morning. And so today we got up and had Sunday worries and concerns and there's Sunday grace and mercy from God because he's faithful. And if he gives us a tomorrow, then we'll have Monday cares and concerns, but we'll also have Monday grace and mercy to be able to uh, enable us to serve the Lord in the midst of whatever that may be. God's word encourages us in the midst of this weariness and this tiresome reality of being faithful and being moms who continue to pour ourselves out. It encourages you to not grow weary in doing good. And so this morning, I want all of our time to be about encouraging you encouraging you moms to not grow weary in doing good and not so much by telling you five things that you can do this week to continue to do good, but rather by pointing out and showing from God's word that the very things that you're doing in being moms are a good, good thing. The things that you're doing in being moms are precious, valuable, and of eternal significance. And I pray that as we see that, that you'll be encouraged by that this morning. So the question, what do moms do? What exactly do moms do? Uh, This first one is really deep, so you're gonna wanna have your pens ready. (laughs) You have children. (laughs) Profound, I know, but the very first thing that moms do is you have children. But at the most basic level, at its foundation, moms, you need to know that this is a good thing. Just the very fact that you have children is something that God rejoices in. All the way back in Genesis chapter one, verses 27 and 28, it says, so God created them, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. And God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. God creates mankind to be visible representations of the invisible God. He looks at it and says, I love that and I want more of that. Adam and Eve, make more, more people that can come and see my glory and worship me and spread my glory and fill the earth so that my glory covers the earth as the waters cover the sea. God loves it when we have children. Psalm 127.3 says, behold, children are a blessing from the Lord. So moms, just by the very fact that you have children, you need to know that you're doing a good, good thing. You wake up every morning with one point in the win category just by waking up and having children. As you hold them in your arms or as they sit next to you in the passenger seat of your car, they are eternal souls that God Almighty has entrusted to your care. Think about that. Eternal souls that God has entrusted to your care. You have an awesome, awesome responsibility. 168 hours in a week, 936 weeks in 18 years to be able to equip them to leave the home ready to handle life biblically. You have an awesome responsibility. Now this is not to say that if you don't have children you're doing something wrong. There are lots of good things that God's word calls us to and God doesn't expect every person to do every good thing all the time so don't be discouraged by hearing that. Instead, if you have children, just see that as an encouragement. It's a good thing that the Lord rejoices in. Secondly, what do moms do? Moms teach their children Moms teach their children. This is an intentional proclamation. You teach them both formally and informally. Uh, You teach them spiritually. You teach them emotionally how to handle their emotions and control their emotions and how to respond correctly with their emotions. You feed their intellect and help them to just grow in knowledge. Uh, This is asking questions to your little ones like, son, who made you? Or questions like, so what's life all about? Maybe it's just simple questions like that or maybe it's sitting down with them and opening up the scriptures and exhorting them and teaching them. Maybe it's bringing them here on Sunday mornings and putting them around other faithful brothers and sisters in Christ that are pouring into them and teaching them as well so that when they get done with Harvest Kids, you ask them, hey, what did you learn in class today? And yes, it's concerning when your three-year-old says, I'm going to sword you, I'm going to kill you. Uh, You ask, what are they teaching back there? But... Uh, you teach your children. You don't have to turn there, but you're welcome to. It's on page 996 in the Bibles. It's Second uh, Timothy 3, 14 through 15. Second Timothy 3, 14 through 15. This is Paul writing to Timothy. It's uh, his last letter that's contained in the New Testament, perhaps one of his final communications with Timothy. And here's how Paul is encouraging him. He says, but as for you, Timothy, continue in what you have learned. And have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Paul is writing to Timothy, and he finds it important that one of his final exhortations to him, he reminds Timothy to stand firm, to be steadfast in the faith because of whom he learned his faith from. He brings him back to the foundation to the very ones who instilled the faith in Christ in his life. So the question, well, whom did Timothy learn the sacred writings from? By whom did the Lord use to bring him to salvation? Flip back just one page, Second Timothy 1.5. Paul says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, Timothy, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. In God's word, it contains these specific details to show us that Timothy came to faith in Christ because of his mom's faithfulness. It was his mom's faithfulness by which he became acquainted with the holy scriptures, with the ways of God, with placing his faith in Jesus Christ. And his mother learned it from her mother I love this part of scripture because this is so my story. Uh, My dad is a wonderful, wonderful man. He's a fantastic dad, but my dad does not love Jesus and he's not in Christ. And so growing up, uh, my dad did not feed my soul with the things of the Lord. And so my story is very much like Timothy's story where it was my mom and her faithfulness that ultimately ended up drawing me to the Lord. Uh, She was the one who faithfully brought me and my siblings to come and worship on Sunday mornings. She's the one who chose the Christian high school that I would go to where God would bring men and women into my life that would help point me towards him. She's the one who, when I was seven years old, was doing a devotion with me in my bed before I went to sleep and shared the gospel with me and when I came to faith in Christ. Think about the impact that moms can have Think about it in Timothy's life. Go all the way back to Lois, his grandmother. And there Lois is bringing little Eunice to the synagogue and bringing her up to be acquainted with the sacred writings, with the holy scriptures. And then Eunice one day would take little Timmy to the synagogue and there he would grow and come to know more and more about the Lord and then eventually place his faith in Jesus Christ. And then Timothy later on becomes the one who goes about traveling to the early churches and encouraging them and strengthening them and teaching them the things of the Lord. He would become fundamental and instrumentation in the beginnings of the church and it's all because of God's grace through the faithfulness of first his grandmother and then his mother. Moms, think about the tremendous opportunity that you have to impact the world, to impact your family for God's glory and for the joy of the nations. Don't underestimate God's power to use your faithfulness as a mother and even if the impact is only to one it is one eternal soul that god has used your life and your ministry and your faithfulness to impact for eternity moms the work that you do is significant eternally and infinitely significant as you teach your children the truth and acquaint them with the Holy Scriptures, you need to know that that is a very, very good thing. No, you cannot save your children, nor has God asked you to save your children. But what you can do is faithfully pack kindling around their heart and then pray that the Holy Spirit of God would set that ablaze so that their life would be about burning for the glory of God it can and I hope it is an encouragement for your children to remain faithful to the Lord because of your faithfulness, remembering how you taught them, remembering the joy and the tears that you expended as you shared with them truths about the Lord and his word, how you consistently point them to the Lord, how you taught them to seek forgiveness when you failed to properly point them to the Lord. How you faithfully sought and served the Lord before them can be a great encouragement for your children to even remain faithful to the Lord. Moms, don't grow weary in doing this good. Keep going. Keep going, keep doing this, persevere, endure in teaching your children. Keep displaying to them a life that accords with the truth. Keep putting your children around other people and in other situations where they can learn and grow up and become acquainted with the truth. It's a good thing, it's a precious thing. God rejoices in it. Moms, you have children, you teach your children, and third, you discipline your children. You correct them when they are erring. You rebuke them when they're explicitly sinful. You encourage them when they do good. And you do all of this in love, in gentleness, and with complete patience. Ephesians chapter 6 says, Fathers, and I think by way of application, mothers, Do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Disciplining your children is really, really, really hard. Uh, We have an almost four-year-old and an almost two-year-old, and uh, disciplining is really, really hard. I have no idea what it's like to discipline a child when they're 13 and 14. I'm sure it gets easier, right? (laughs) I don't understand the laughter. Uh, Our son loves... TV and uh, if Asher doesn't watch or if Asher doesn't eat his dinner Asher doesn't get to watch TV and if Asher doesn't get to watch TV everyone suffers (laughs) Disciplining your children is so hard it's easier to just let things slide to let it go to keep the peace so that you don't have to endure the wrath It is hard 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 work Uh, Maybe as they get a little bit older, a difficult situation comes up at school and instead of disciplining them, it's an opportunity to instruct them. And so uh, there it is. It's been all night you've been together and now it's 11 o'clock and you're all getting ready to go to bed and then your son or daughter comes up to you and says, hey, the craziest thing happened today. I've got to talk to you about it. You're exhausted, you're tired, and now they want to talk about it. And so it's time to put on your A game, get your game face, and speak to them in such a way that leads them in a way that's pleasing to the Lord. You're exhausted. You've got a big day tomorrow. Ready, go. This is the reality of being a mom. The clock never stops. You are always, always on. Bringing your children up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord is hard work, but it's also good work. Good work. Don't grow weary in doing this good, moms. Keep doing it by God's grace and for God's glory. Fourth, you display Christ-like, humble, selfless service. You display Christ-like, humble, selfless service. You display this to them when you're changing diapers for the 13,000th time, You display this to your children as you fold their tiny little clothes that never fold just right. You display this to them when you start making them lunch just as you put the last breakfast dish in the dishwasher. You display this to them when the dinner you prepared is rejected because, ew, it's yucky, and then you make them dinner the next night. You display this to your kids when you drop off their lunch that they left on the counter before heading off to school. You display this to them when you help them move into their dorm room, when you help them plan their wedding, when you help them move into their first house, when you hold their baby at three o'clock in the morning so that they can get just a little bit of sleep. You display this to them when you do the regular mundane tasks and they all have an eternal impact. They all present opportunities to demonstrate to your children what it is to know and to love and to serve Jesus. This display of Christ like, humble, selfless service is something that God sees as good and pleasing, and He calls you to not grow weary in doing it, moms. Yes, earlier we spoke of gospel proclamation, of proclaiming the truth to them, of specifically instructing them, but sometimes the reality is your kids don't need a lecture in the midst of the madness. They need instead a display or an application of God's kindness and God's gentleness and God's patience. Perhaps they need a display of God's forgiveness. Moms, you have children, you teach your children, you discipline your children, And you display to your children Christ-like, humble, selfless sacrifice. Now perhaps when you hear this list, you think only of your failings in these areas. And you feel a weight of, I'm not doing that as well as I should, or I know I could do better with that. And I wanna say to you this morning, moms, a good mom is not one who does all of these things perfectly all the time. Emphatically, a good mom is not one who does all of these things perfectly all the time. A good mom is one who acknowledges her need for the power of God to love and teach and care for the hearts of her children. That's what it is to be a good mom, to acknowledge that you are desperately in need of the power of God to love and to teach and and to care for the hearts of your children. It is not about your strength. It is about depending on God's grace and asking for his help. It is about seeking forgiveness when you fail, but resting in the reality that God is the one who empowers it all and is sovereign over all of it. And so we return to Galatians chapter six, verse nine. After seeing that moms have children and teach their children and discipline their children and display Christ-like, selfless, and humble service to their children, and Galatians 6, nine says, let us not grow weary of doing this good. These good things, these good things in being moms, don't grow weary in doing them for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Being a mom is a good thing. Having children is a good thing. Teaching your children and disciplining your children, these are good, good things, but all of these good things are also really, really hard things. They are hard, and therefore a very, very long time by God's grace. Moms don't stop being moms when their kids leave the house. Moms don't get to clock out at 5 p.m. Moms have different roles in different seasons. There might be moms in here with young children still in the home school age. There might be moms in here with children that are out of the home. There might be moms in here that have children who are having children of their own. But you never stop being a mom. Being a mom is the long game. So God's word exhorts you in the midst of the hard, long, but good responsibility of being a mom Don't grow weary in doing good. But then God's word continues. It says that if we continue, if we persist, if we endure, if we remain steadfast in doing good, in due season, we will reap a reward. Yes, I think perhaps by God's grace, and we see throughout other passages of Scripture that if we continue to sow in these kinds of realities into our parenting, into our children, that uh, perhaps we'll reap here on this earth and in our children's lives, but I think that this promise here in Galatians 6, 9 is a promise for eternity, that if you do not grow weary in doing this good, you will reap an eternal reward that God will see your faithfulness and you will be rewarded in eternity for your faithfulness in not growing weary in doing this good. Now this is a little bit of sanctified imagination here, but just imagine, moms, when you stand before the Lord one day in eternity, the Lord saying to you, hey, when you changed that diaper, I saw that and I loved that. That was a really, really good thing. I rejoiced in that. That was significant. When you stopped what you were doing to give your son or daughter a hug, I saw that. I love that. I was so, so glad that you did that. Well done. When you cooked that pizza and then pulled the pepperonis off of it because it was too spicy, I saw that, and I was so pleased with that. I know it seemed ordinary to you, but I know you did it from a heart of love and I was so pleased with your faithfulness. When you read them that book, when you wrote them that letter of encouragement, when you stopped and prayed with them, when you stopped and prayed for them, I saw it every single moment. Every single time you did that, I saw it and I was pleased with it. Well done, my faithful servant. Moms, keep doing what you are doing. By God's grace, and dependence upon the Holy Spirit of God working in you and through you, keep doing the good that you are doing. Keep, and I mean this, changing the world one ordinary task, one little heart, one day at a time by God's grace and for his glory. Do not grow weary in doing this good. And so uh, I wanna do something this morning that is... um, A bit odd for me to do, Uh, and Katie doesn't know I'm going to do this, and she's giving me that face right now (laughs) that I love so much, Um, but here's the deal. Uh, Scripture calls us to give honor to those whom honor is due, and um, my wife and the mother of my children deserves to be honored, and so I hope first in this next moment here to uh, encourage her to not grow weary in doing good. Uh, But I also hope maybe by way of example, it will encourage you to find some way to honor your moms or the mother of your children today. And so uh, I didn't give her a card this morning. And so a little bit earlier when I said, I hope you got cards, she was probably thinking, you two-faced little. (laughs) Um, So honey, here's my card to you that I'm gonna read in front of everyone. And uh, I hope that this stirs you to honor your mom or uh, the mother of your children this morning. My love, it is a great joy to be the father of two wonderful children. But more than that, it is a deep delight to know that you are their mother. Over the past four years, I have seen you spend yourself for the glory of God and for our family's joy. You have laughed, you've cried, you have sweat, you have bled, you have prayed, you have prepared, you have fed, you have cleaned, you've changed diapers, you've gotten up in the middle of the night, you have sung, you've had a lot of coffee, you've been firm, you've been gentle, you've been consistent, you've been faithful, you've been humble, you've been dependent on the Lord. I am so thankful to the Lord that you are the mother of my children. You have the most difficult and eternally significant job in the world. You are a stay-at-home disciple maker and your life is about loving your family and serving your family. I love to watch you love our children. I love to listen to you read to them about Jesus. I love to hold your hand and listen to you pray with them and for them. I love to get the pictures that you send me during the day when you guys are just having fun together. If I could choose any person in the whole world for them to be around, it would be you. I know how much you deeply love them, and I know how deeply they love you. You have a very hard job, and I know this because I've spent some days alone with the kids. (laughs) I get to the end of those days, and I'm amazed that anyone could do this every day, day in and day out. But God gives you a special grace to love and to teach and to discipline and to be a faithful example of selfless sacrifice to our children. I give glory to God for this grace and I deeply admire you for his grace at work in your life. This Mother's Day, I honor you. This Mother's Day, I encourage you to keep doing what you are doing. Don't grow weary in this very, very good thing that you are doing and being the mother of our children. Know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain and that in due season you will reap an eternal reward if you do not give up. I love you, and I love the mother that God has, and the mother that God is making you, all for the glory of God. So I wanna end our time together. Uh, I wanna end our time by uh, inviting our elders to come up And uh, moms, I just wanna take some time to encourage all of you, to minister to all of you, to serve all of you this morning by praying over you. Uh, This morning is about strengthening you. It's about holding you up. It's about encouraging you. It's about fortifying you in the very, very good work that you're doing. And we know that it can only be done by God's grace. And so this morning, uh, I've asked our elders if they would uh, just minister to you Before you go, by praying over you and asking for more and more of God's grace in your lives.
1: Harvest, let's pray. Father, you've given us tremendous, the tremendous gift of your Son. And Father, along with those many gifts that you've given us, one of the most precious gifts that you've given us is our Mother. So many times, Father, our mothers have been there for us. Father, through our joy, through our pain, through our times of excitement, through our times of confusion, but, Father, they always seem to know what to say. They always seem to know when to give us a hug. Father, they know when to discipline us and when to put us in our place. Father, they show us who you are through their smile, through everything that they do for us. And this morning, Father, we want to give that gift back to you. Hold our mothers. Love our mothers. Let them know that the job that they've done and the job that they're doing is precious in your sight. Father, we give you the glory. give you all the honor for our mothers. Thank you, because you did a great job.
2: God, I continue in prayer this morning, and I specifically want to pray for our moms who may be in a season of struggle right now. God, uh, thank you for the knowledge that you are available and willing and desirous to come alongside and help them. Help them to know that, I pray. God, I pray that they would turn to the promises and truth of your word and lean heavy into your word, what you've said, you're trustworthy. God, your promise in your word is that when we are weary, when our moms are weary and life is heavy, you invite to come to you and you say that you will give us rest. I pray that for our moms who may be struggling today. God, I pray too that you would bring other people alongside them that would love them, care for them, bear them up, help carry the load, and encourage them. And God, I pray that you would help them to understand and see the lesson in what you may be teaching through the struggle. You're not a cruel God that's unnecessarily bringing struggle and difficulty on our moms, but that you're a nurturing, good father and I pray that our moms would look for what you are teaching in the struggle. And then, God, I, I pray that you would help our moms, as your word says, to trust you, acknowledge you, and then receive that promise that you will make their paths straight. So, God, whether a mom is young or old this morning... And regardless of what the struggle is, I pray that you would, your spirit would afresh wash over them encouragement and help to your glory.
3: Oh, Lord, moms have a 36 hour a day job, and there's only 24 hours there. So the physical demand that is upon them is can be overwhelming. I ask that you would give them the physical strength to be able to be the mom that you want them to be, that they need to be, that they can look at their, their kids with love and affection, and that you would bless them in the physical efforts that they do to raise their kids and dress them and feed them and correct them. And, uh, that takes its toll. But please, help them to not get weary in well-doing. Give them blessings, but give them the physical strength they need to daily do what you have asked them to do. I know you can, and they will be able to with your help, and I thank you for the blessings that you've already brought into their lives. And I ask these things in your son's precious name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. A good mom is one who is dependent upon God's power to love and to care for and to teach their children for God's glory and for their joy. Moms, happy Mother's Day. And harvest, you are loved. Have a great Mother's Day.